Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Thank you very much, Jen, for uh, agreeing to come and uh, speak to us. You're very welcome. So, so uh, uh, yeah. such an uh, inspirational journey, and a lot of stuff that you do with the smart as uh, the smart collector uh, connector, and also the Facebook group, and all sorts. So, I thought it would be good to just get a bit of that insight for our listeners as well as, as it helps them to sort of understand their journeys and the things that can actually help them to grow as well. Like I said, it's a good, good for you to come on and, and sort of speak to us. So it's part of our sort of building building the network and also sharing information from successful people and mentors like yourselves so that uh, you know some of our listeners can probably tap into your uh, smart connector as well and the Facebook group and uh, the mentorship and everything that you do. So it's just part of the, the, the services and sharing information. So um, I, I thought uh, initially it would be good to, if you can uh, just take us through a bit of your journey as well to, to get to, to where you are, because you've got so much experience in business and everything else. And uh, most of our listeners tend to sort of resonate well when they can get to hear about your journey from humble beginnings or the successes, the failures, the lessons and everything in between to get to where you are today so that it can uh, give them some sort of inspiration to say, you know, uh, if people like Jane, they, they've uh, been through certain things and they've made it, maybe there's hope for us as well. And within that, they can uh, we get to, to talk about uh, various things and to your advice around that. And also what you offer at the end and how people can, can find you. So we kick it off that way, if that works. That's right, yes. <laughs> so, um, so, well, first of all, thank you so much, Alex. It's just a, an honour and a pleasure to be here. And I am very, very happy to share some of my journey. It's been like many entrepreneurs and like many people, really. It's been a journey of highs and lows. Yeah. Um, I always like to be as open as I possibly can and to, you know, I don't really like to present just this um, the image of myself as, as just a complete success, as a, a lot of people do, that kind of shiny Instagrammable version of myself. I mean, yes, you know, there have been some good times, there have definitely been some highs, but um, it's entrepreneurship is not a bed of roses. In fact, anything in business has uh, challenges and difficulties as well as, obviously, triumphs and successes. You know, that's one of the reasons why we love it, really, because it is a journey. It is exciting. Um, but I think it's very important to encourage and inspire others on the same journey. Yeah. And I'm very conscious of my responsibility to early stage uh, business owners or, or just younger people really to um, hopefully let them understand that, yes, there are many opportunities, more opportunities now than ever before for an entrepreneur to be successful, start with very little and actually grow a business, but uh, that they will be encountering um, difficulties, setbacks and challenges along the way and that is okay. That is the way it is. So <laughs> if my if my story and my journey can be helpful in that respect, then I'm very happy to share. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, if you, if you can take take us from the from the beginning, sort of a chronological order of, of, of your story and uh, how that uh, uh, took you to, to where you are today. Yeah. So I I suppose if we start right back at the beginning, I, I had a pretty challenging childhood and, you know, not everybody is fortunate enough to have a great start in life. Um, so I would say, of course, my parents did love me, but they had um, a lot of struggles themselves, which meant that they weren't really able to be the, the best parents or the parents that I think they would ideally have liked to have been. So, yeah. Um, so I um, I was fortunate enough uh, to I, I 
got into some trouble when I was a young person and I was fortunate enough at that time that the local authority here in the UK had a programme to send a vulnerable but bright uh, gifted children to boarding school. So I was taken out of this environment that was a difficult environment for me. And I was actually sent to boarding school when I was 13. And I stayed there for, um, I suppose, about five, five years until I was 17. And this was a real game changer for me. It really, really turned around my life, I'd say. Um, obviously, I still had to go home at the weekends and in holidays. <clears throat> But it, it was an opportunity that I'm still today very grateful for because I met some people when I was in that environment who were very encouraging and I did very well academically. That enabled me to go on and um, go to university and get some qualifications, get started in my chosen career, which was creative arts, media and entertainment. So that was um, that was really where it all began. And I started off, I studied drama and English, and then I also did a postgraduate in design. So I started off working in design as a assistant art director and a designer, assistant designer. And I worked across a range of uh, sectors and, and projects from commercials to uh, feature films, um, corporate uh, videos and also some theatre stuff. So I did a, a mixture in the beginning and we were all floating around in that same kind of environment. So it was, let's just say it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, you know, for a sort of young person in their early 20s. And yeah, I had a good time. Uh, there came a point where I wanted a little bit more structure and stability in my life. And at that point, I uh, I thought, right, okay, I I just I thought I'm interested in this marketing thing. And people would always say, Jane, you'd be good at marketing. You know, you're really good at finding these opportunities for yourself. And I don't really know how you do do it, but you're always busy. You're always you know, you've always got these really great, great opportunities coming to you. And how do you do it? And I thought, well, I'm just a people person. I'm just a kind of networker, natural networker. So I thought, well, maybe I should try like sales or marketing or whatever. So I ended up joining a big publishing company and it's really starting at a very low level, doing some sales stuff. Then I kind of fairly quickly moved into marketing and then I moved to a television company and I did marketing for the television company and business development. And then that kind of started a process, shall we say, of just getting bigger and better opportunities of business development in media uh, businesses, really. So I worked for global a global advertising agency. Um, as I said, a television company, I worked for an events company, and I ended up running a brand identity agency. And I've been telling the story the last couple of weeks on LinkedIn about how when I joined that business, it was technically insolvent. And we grew it in a very, very short space of time to a six million pound turnover and a sale to a US communications group. So um, that was really my well, my my history. Mm. Um, and then since then, I've done I, I also started up an education business from home, a children's education business when my children were small because I exited that world that crazy media world yeah. um and then uh, i've done i do some property stuff i still have a business in property where i match investors with um very carefully selected opportunities but i'm very investor led because i've done some investment myself so i still do a bit of that and then uh, i also help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses and i have um, an entrepreneurial education business and product and that's really where i am today so in a in a nutshell i know that's like a crazy ride yeah. uh, through many many years but um, yeah. hopefully that's that makes sense <laughs> yeah no that, that's quite an inspi inspiring journey but uh, I, I guess one of the uh, uh questions when you look at uh, people who have uh, done well or they've had some elements of success in business uh most not not always everyone uh their journey tends to come from some sort of challenge of some sort that they had experienced. Yeah. And then that takes them into a certain direction and moves them uh, uh, another way. 
would you say obviously i mean your story like you've mentioned you had some challenges and you had to go uh into uh, uh boarding uh would you say um that was a part of a key driver that drove you to achieve as well and get to uni and do the stuff that you do or was that just in you as a character whether that happened or not uh, what would be your take on that yeah, well, I, I would definitely agree with you. And obviously, I can't speak for everyone. But I know that uh, for me, I felt pretty alone from an early age. And I never really felt that anybody else would come along and take care of me. Yeah. So I think armed with that kind of mindset, which perhaps has its downside as well. Um, but that kind of mindset is very conducive to high achieving, shall we say, because um, if you think that, well, I have to do it all for myself and nobody else is going to do it for me, then uh, what's the alternative? You're either going to have a bad life or a good life. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I think I think at that point, I think I just decided that, uh, okay, so I don't want to have a bad life. I, I don't want to struggle for money. I want to have a good life. And I want to do all the things that money can buy. I want to live in a nice place, have nice clothes at that particular time. That was what I cared about. Um, you know, I, I want to go and have fun. Well, having fun costs money, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, so like, <laughs> so yeah. Like many people, I, I, young people, I was just driven. I just want to go out. I want to have a good time. I want to make the most of my life and have fun. And in the beginning, it didn't really go a lot further than that. Yeah. Um, but of course, as life goes on and as, as life evolves, and particularly when I had children, mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, I really wanted to have the time to spend with them. And that was certainly a key driver in terms of me growing this business because I was working too hard. I mean, I wasn't spending time with them and somebody else was bringing them up and I was a single parent and most of their care was being entrusted to somebody who I was paying. Yeah. And that didn't really sit comfortably with me because when you have children, you know, one of the greatest gifts that you can give your children is to, is to give them the gift of your culture, your mindset, um, your values, all of those things that you want to pass on to them. Yeah. And it was particularly important for me because, as I said, I'd had quite a fractured uh, childhood mm -hmm. and I really wanted to do it differently for my children. So when I found myself um, as a single parent working incredibly hard, flying across the world, you know, looking to all intents and purposes, though I had this incredibly glamorous life, staying in amazing hotels, a flying business class, you know, all the designer clothes and everything that uh, hanging out in these amazing places that, you know, very Instagrammable, shall we say, you know, yeah. beautiful hotel lobbies and so on. But all the time I was just very, very... Uh, unhappy inside because I was just missing being with my children as simple as that yeah. so I was driven very very hard every single day I had a purpose I got up and it was like I've got to do it all over again today I've got to go out I've got to get those big contracts I've got to chase those big contracts yeah. because at the end of it there is a prize which might seem a very simple prize to some people who mm. already have that and they've taken it for granted but yeah. for uh, my prize was just to spend time with my children. That was all I wanted yeah. while they were all, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, and I got that. Yeah, wow, That's brilliant. I mean, it's <laughs> already a sort of a light bulb moment for me, especially, you know, where you've just uh, mentioned about uh, uh, how how that can uh, uh, drive drive people to success, you know, that, that, kind, of, that kind of bringing, because, you know, uh, it's it's like you're driving your own agenda. There's no one else who's gonna take care of, uh, of you. You have to look for something to support you because I mean there there are situations whereby maybe people can rely either business partners or or partners, a husband and wife, and all of that, and they are so bowed onto that, and they've got the support, and everything is good, but they they haven't got that uh, drive or urge until something happens, a shock happens. And they find themselves that they haven't got that oomph to actually push themselves. So yeah. it is interesting that you mentioned that a lot of uh, uh, 
it's linked to success. You know, if you have that kind of shock, where a lot of people, oh, yeah. they drive themselves that, that way. So well, it, it's not something that can be imposed from the outside either. And I've, I've seen it, uh, you know, amongst, amongst my, my peers that, you know, it, there has to be, it comes from within, doesn't it? Yeah. And people who are already comfortable, I think a lot of the time they, you know, they, they struggle with entrepreneurship because they like their comfortable life. Uh, there has to be some pain. Yeah. And sometimes uh, the pain, I mean, I can think of plenty of successful entrepreneurs that I know that they would never have to work again if they didn't want to, but they keep going and they keep going with this incredible drive as if they still had nothing. Yeah. And it's like, well, where does that come from? And I know where it comes from. It comes from that time when they did have nothing and yeah. they, they have those memories and they're afraid that if they if they let up, that somehow it's all going to kind of fall apart and they are going to go back to that place that they remember yeah. of pain and struggle. Mm. So, yeah, they're yeah. definitely linked. Yeah, absolutely. So with that in mind then, because, you know, we talk in business about leverage and learning from other people's mistakes and just generally improving our mindset and personal development. So if someone was sitting down there and looking to achieve something, but they haven't got that shock themselves. Is that not achievable? Like what, what advice can you give them in the sense that don't wait for a shock or something, maybe just by improving your mindset, you could achieve to the same way, but is it maybe not as driving because there's not that big motive? What, what's your take on that? Like those people with that, can they not make it as well? Or what would it take for them to do it? Yeah. Um, so mindset is critical. I, I think, as we know, as all entrepreneurs or successful business people know, you have to have a very, very powerful reason why. So uh, you have to know, first of all, wh what you're doing it all for or who you're doing it all for. And as I said, that isn't something that can be imposed from outside. Uh, you have to have a burning desire and a burning passion to succeed. And if somebody is not sure whether they have that burning desire or that burning passion, I would say, you know, go and do something else until that burning desire or passion uh, presents itself. Because sometimes you just have to go through certain experiences in life before you just think, do you know what, I want to close the door on that forever. You know, I don't want to have a job anymore. I really do not want to be beholden to a boss. Um, or, you know, in, in the case of entrepreneurship, a lot of it is about that. It's like, I don't want somebody else skimming. All, I mean, for me, it was like, I, I made millions for other people. And it's like, why am I doing all this? You know, I'm making other people's families rich. I don't want to make their families rich. I want to make my own family rich, you know, in, in all different ways. Um, so... They, they've got to have that that burning desire, first of all. And then the second thing is, I think they've got to, you know, really understand that they do need to be resilient and that, you know, challenges and difficulties, disappointments will happen. They will be let down by people at times. Um, it just is all part of the journey. And you can't really have a thin skin. You can't take it too personally. And actually, if somebody disappoints you, go to bed for days because you're just heartbroken. No, that's not for entrepreneurs. <laughs> no, um, because people in business, people will always be looking for advantage. They'll always be looking to take without giving because that gives them an easy life. And, um, you know, not everybody will be like that, but you will come across those people. And um, so... You know, it's important to recognize that opportunities come through people. So you have to engage, you have to build partnerships, you know, even whether they're with your clients or, or with, with other partners or whatever. But you always have to have people around you in order to lift you higher and get you to that place that you need to be. Yeah. But along the way, you're going to encounter some relationship challenges, some people who will try and use you, mm -hmm. um, some people who disappoint you. 
And um, one of my favorite sayings is always be clear about your purpose or others will use you for theirs. Well, uh, so I, I would I would definitely, you know, suggest that, um, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't mean they're bad people. Sometimes they're just uh, blind people. Sometimes they're just hurting people. Yeah. Um, and so when those people let you down, as they will, don't personalize. It's not about you. It's yeah. just that they're, they're hurting people or they're inexperienced people. Yeah. Um, they they just don't know maybe they just don't have that um that you know that that kind of inner strength really that you have yeah yeah right. yeah no thank thanks for that for that jen now um in your experience then over the years like working with uh, so many different people successful people and your journey as well would you point out to any more like specific characteristics or qualities that you would see in people who have made it and who have succeeded yeah hmm. this is actually something that i was talking to one of my mentees about yesterday and in fact i talked about this on my podcast as well uh last night on my live podcast hmm. um is to do with self-talk uh empowering self-talk so I've noticed this uh, several times because, as I said, I know some very wealthy and successful people and I know people who, you know, they are very capable, but they're not necessarily achieving the same results. And I've noticed that the people who are very successful, they have a way of talking to themselves, that it's language patterns that then come out in terms of their communications with other people. Now, people, some people will just pick that up and just say, well, that's just confidence. It mm. might come across as confidence. Some people might say, well, it's arrogance. It depends on, on, on your perspective. But it's very empowering, self-empowering language. So I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago, and he, he said, oh, Jane, Jane, I'm still looking for warehouses off the North Circular. Have you got anything? I was like, well, not really. That's not really what I do. But anyway, okay. Um, it's like, okay, well, if you do find anything, yes, fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you know, my brothers and I, we've, we've just made such a, a good decision recently. We've invested in this um, business. It's a global recruitment uh, business. And it was such a smart investment. You know, I'm so happy that we did that. It's just, and that was the way that he was talking. And he was like, you might be interested to have a look at it. Okay, yeah, you know, I'll have a look at it. Uh, that's fine. You know, you might know somebody that might be interested. But the way that he was talking about it was the way that he talks to himself. I could tell, you know, he's telling himself, I'm a smart guy. I make smart investments. I make smart decisions. I am, uh, I've just done something really smart. And all, all the time, you know, this talk is going on in, in, in his head about, you know, I'm just a, I'm an achiever, you know, I'm, I'm that type of a person. And so if, if you have had people disempower you, which is a lot more common, mm -hmm. if you haven't necessarily had, um, let's just say entrepreneurial or, 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 you know, wealthy mindset, uh, parenting, for example, yeah. um, then you have to develop that empowering self-talk for yourself and actually, you know, use affirmations, actually find out what those limiting statements are that are holding you back and um, counteract them by actually creating some statements, you know, for yourself that says something like, um, I always make smart decisions uh, based on my intuition and uh, and experience. Um, or, I, I don't know, whatever it is that counteracts anything that is going through your head that tells you that I can't do this because I, you know, so I, I have really, really noticed that very, very strongly that, that, as I said, other people will pick it up as confidence, but because... I'm obviously quite a verbal person, you know, I'm, I've got a degree in English, you know, I, I'm very precise in terms of language, yeah. then I recognise those patterns and it is to do with language. Yeah, wow, uh, that's, that's quite insightful actually to understand. <laughs> so with, with, within that, what, what would you say is the, the power, I mean, you mentioned affirmations, but what, what, what would be the power of like 
visualization as well, visualizing like your goal, even though you don't know how or when you're gonna get there, but is there some power in, in the in visualization? Yeah, so they see if you, they say if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Mm. So it is a, a very powerful exercise because if you if you don't really know where you're heading or you just got like a fuzzy notion, then it will stay fuzzy and it, it's you know if you don't know what your destination is, then. It's a bit like, uh, you know, that quote that I said about about always be clear about your purpose. Your destination belongs to your purpose. So your purpose, if you like, the reason why is your impetus, you know, to actually get you out of bed and get you taking action and doing the things that you don't necessarily feel like doing, uh, that delayed gratification. Um, but equally, you've got to be very clear about the destination so there was a very famous uh, statement, um, and it's that uh, the kung fu fighter. I'm just trying to remember his name. That uh, Bruce Lee, or Bruce Lee. That's right. So yeah. Bruce Lee uh, created this famous mission statement um, that said who he was going to be in five years' time. And I don't have it in front of me, but you can you can look it up. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and it was. A lot of people might have just laughed at him at that at that moment. And, you know, it's like I'm going to be the most, uh, you know, famous and well recognized uh, oriental uh, fighter in the world. I'm going to be have a fortune of 10 million dollars. And all of it came true. Mm. So he just made this mission statement about himself. And then there was the actor Jim Carrey, who uh, also famously wrote himself a check for this in the days you know, when people still use checks. Mm -hmm. but I can't remember, something like $10 million. There was, there was a, a certain amount. And he uh, he post-dated it to five years' time. Um, so, look, I mean, that, that that's really, obviously, I know, you know, your podcast is about business and wealth mindset. So, I mean, a wealthy mindset gets specific around financial goals. Okay. Yeah. Um, just a general mindset is different. Yeah. But, you know, if you're into business and wealthy mindset, then I do believe in the power of setting yourself financial uh, targets and goals as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, interim goals and, you know, milestone goals and all of that. Um, and, yeah, just just kind of think about what are you going to do when you get to those goals or what difference are you going to make to the world your family the world yourself what kind of a life and a legacy do you want to have because if you're somebody who's sitting on top of 10 million pounds you can make a big difference yeah. to a lot of other people yeah. and what is that difference going to look like yeah wow perfect now um what would you say if you, if you talk us more through the power and the impact of our uh, aligning yourself to the right tribe or network and also mentorships. How yeah. important is that to, to launch people, to help people? Yeah. So they say, uh, you know, again, I mean, I might, I might be, you know, repeating things that other people may have heard already. Mm -hmm. uh, always surround yourself by those that lift you higher. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people misinterpret that and they think that it's just all about surrounding yourself with wealthy people. And it's not because some wealthy people can be the stingiest, mm. most unhappy people in the world. Mm. They can. There's plenty of wealthy people that are very miserable. Honestly, there, there are. Um, and there also can be very uncharitable, very ungiving you know, they can be the people that pull up the drawbridge and just ignore everybody else and go off and live our rich lifestyle type people. So people are people, whether they have a lot of money or very little money. And when, when you, uh, you know, when you're surrounding yourself with the right people, I think it's important to be around people who have the attitude of wanting to give value and to serve rather than just take yeah. and that is what I always look for so I don't judge people on their wealth 
some of the people that I know and that I associate with are extremely wealthy and very successful, but they tend to be self-made entrepreneurs because they're the kind of people that I gravitate more towards. Um, some of the people that I am also friends with, they don't have much money at all and they are struggling. Um, I, don't, I make no, no distinction because I do, I like to help people and some people I know I can serve and I can help and I can make a difference to in a small way. But when it comes to your inner circle, you need to have a tribe that are going to take you somewhere. Mm. Yeah. And that is, of course, where, you know, masterminds and mentors, coaches, uh, people like that make a big difference. And they, they, I mean, there's no two ways about it. They definitely do. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in that, uh, just picking up from, from that, I've met quite a lot of people who, um, you know, say to me they've spent thousands and thousands of pounds either on courses or on mentorships on all of this, but they are not uh, finding, you know, the, the right place to launch themselves because there's a lot out there. There will be people who advertise themselves as mentors or courses and things yeah. in, the, in the intent of, you know, maybe as a business making lots of money but not serving specifically the interests of those they are mentoring. So what would you advise people in terms of what should they look out for or, or, or how can they determine that this is the right mentor or this is the right course or this is the right thing for them to do so that they don't end up just spending money here, there and everywhere and not getting anywhere the results. Yeah. And it really is. It really is a problem, and and it's. Uh, I mean, I've spent spent actually quite a lot of money myself learning some of the things that I I learn now and I know now. Some of those investments were amazing and really so worth it. And one or two were just. I, I may as well just have thrown the money in the bin to be honest. But the value that it actually created. So again, you know, just to go back to what we were saying earlier that. Um, it really does. It really does depend on um, you know a few different factors. So, I think what I find quite helpful is to follow people over a period of time rather than just jump in because mm. because of the you know you you've just been seduced by some offer. Because I am a marketer and I know I'm, I'm a language person. I know how to hook people. Um, and, you know, it's easy for people who are really just looking to, as I said, to take rather than give, yeah. um, if they're very slick salespeople and, you know, we've all seen that there's a lot of slick salespeople around, um, and, uh, you know, I've seen some really quite shocking tactics, to be honest. I remember a few, um, years ago, I was part of a, property network and I went along to one of their big events and I was kind of sitting at the back and you know it, it doesn't happen quite so much these days but but it was almost a question of we're going to lock the doors until you know you get the credit card out it was almost that yeah. you know it was really really kind of quite extreme and um and I could see what actually happened there was that uh, some of the more educated and perhaps uh, slightly more sophisticated people in the room, they were like, like they were like me. They were like, oh, you know what? Uh, there's no way I'm going to buy into all of this. They were just holding back. Yeah. And, it, and then there were other people who were just uh, because they used a lot of techniques that were. Um, they used a lot of NLP. They used a lot of techniques from uh, the church, actually, you know, uh, just actually kind of like rousing people into almost this kind of like fever pitch of, you know, excitement, really. Um, and they got them up onto the stage. They got them to proclaim, you know, their commitment to their amazing future. And 
you know, then they marched them to the back of the room where they had the credit cards and they stood over them. You know, actually, this guy stood up on a chair telling them about their amazing future and really almost like hypnotizing them over and over and over while these people were, you know, giving their credit card details. And that is just horrible. It's what I call manipulation marketing. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Playing on people's emotions. Like preying on them. And they the people that they were preying on, I knew, were the people who were also the most desperate because, uh, and maybe the most vulnerable because they weren't necessarily the most uh, educated or sophisticated people in there because, as I said, those were the ones that weren't falling for it. Mm-hmm. So I really, really hate that kind of thing when I see it. And there is a lot of it around. And now there's a lot of it around online as well. Um, so I would say the best uh, thing to do is just follow people when you uh, when you get to listen to them, like we're having this conversation now and you're getting an idea of the kind of person that I am. I'm obviously you've invited me onto your show because you are a certain kind of person as well. I've I've been following you just like this. So we resonated through values. And um, so it's very important, I think, to really understand what somebody's values are and just not be uh, taken in by the get rich quick. And particularly the Americans are very, very slick at that. Um, You know, they really are. So don't don't just buy into the, uh, you know, buy buy into the ads and, you know, the private pictures, the private planes and the Ferrari and the. Uh, there's one guy, I think he's called Ty Lopez. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff, but he's kind of famous for that. Yeah. So he's he he has this one, I think it's like a YouTube video, there's this famous humble brag where he's in his garage and he's got the flash sports car in the background. He's got his, you know, selfie, uh, yeah. for, you know, stick up or whatever. And he says, you know, you know, look, I, I'm really just not into all of these. The, yeah, it's nice to have all these trappings of wealth or whatever, but you know what I'm really into? And then it kind of swivels uh, and shows his library of books. And he's, I'm really into learning. And he's like, okay, that's a humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> and those, those are, you know, those are all just tactics, really, just designed to hook people. Yeah. And, and, you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I mean, uh, p- p- picking up from that, you know, they say each one of every, you know, each one of us is has got their own unique brand in a way. You know, there's no point, you know, trying to be like somebody else because you're looking at them as role models and they're successful and you're trying to copy them. But in the process, you're losing yourself. So. There is space for all of us, even those people who are bragging they've got flashy cars or whatever. You'll find they yeah. will find a space somewhere and they can make even millions or whatever and live a lifestyle like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, how, how can people be authentic, find their brand? And because I think most of the time for people, it's these limiting beliefs again, they, they'll, they'll feel, oh, for what, I, for what I am, if I use or follow my brand. I can't be as successful because there's no market for that. Or what can I do with that? What would you say to, to people like that? Yeah, um, it, it's really to do with marketing. There is a place for everyone and there is a niche for everyone these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so however niche your product is, if you if there are, you know, if there's if there's an interest in what you do. Um, it is just simply a marketing problem. So I would say, you know, some of the most obscure um, offers I've heard of that people make money by, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were having this interview with this lady in America and she's uh, she's built this business around bottling, right? So it's basically growing your own stuff and then putting it into jars, Okay. So, look, look, you might say nobody would pay for that. Yes, they do. You know, they do. It's just a marketing thing. There's plenty of people who want to do something like that. Now, how you actually get out to them, I mean, obviously, you have to get out to people who've got the money to pay for your product or service. 
But somewhere like the US, for example, there are people everywhere that have got huge plots of land. Uh, they're probably growing a lot of, um, you know, fruit or vegetables that they can't do anything with. They might be in rural communities where, you know, it's not easy to sell them. I, I don't really know because, I mean, it's not my area. But what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, never think that what you have is not what people want because it's simply in the in the most instances it is just a marketing problem yeah. and what that means is that it's also very very much and very strongly to do with messaging and positioning mm-hmm. um and that is so important and people understand it in such a superficial way and obviously because i worked for as I said, global advertising agencies on really big brands, then I understand the work that goes into those very simple taglines, for example, like just do it yeah. or you know, taste the rainbow or you're worth it. You know, yeah. the, the research and the iterations and the customer segmentation and all of that stuff that goes into producing those very simple strap lines that just immediately capture our imagination and they speak to our emotions. I mean, who wouldn't want to taste the rainbow? You know, isn't that great? Exactly. Um, it's like, just do it, you know, stop procrastinating and get out there and live your dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, you're worth it. Well, we yeah. all spend most of our lives thinking that we're not worth it. So if somebody tells us we are, we, it, it provokes some emotion in us. Yeah. Um, so... So obviously, you you know, what you're seeing there with those taglines are, let's just say, the most uh, sophisticated, uh, you know, thinking and and research and expenditure, a lot of expenditure behind those. But um, everybody has to understand that the the power of brand and, uh, you know, the power of language and messaging to move people towards um, a decision. And all, all I can say is that it's just very, also very important to be very, very clear on who you serve and who you don't serve because polarity yeah. is important and we are never going to be for everyone. We'll, we'll, we are for a certain group of people and the clearer that we can be about that and the, the more closely we can speak to them, yeah. the better our results will be. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's very key actually and it's, it's- Great. And then um, now, in terms of uh, leverage, because I mean, people will be listening to this and say, you know, Jane, you've had you know so much experience and uh, all, all the things that you've achieved up to now. But um, how can uh, you, you know people will feel it's going to take them a long time to be uh, like you know if they wanted to be in similar situation to you for uh, so many years? Is there a way? that they can actually leverage. I mean, in this modern age, there's social media, there's a lot of things which uh, provides opportunities to actually cut through the speed of implementation or getting somewhere. Is, yeah. is there something people can do around that so they don't spend 15 years or 20 years to be somewhere that they can be much quicker through leverage? Yes, uh, well, partnerships is the obvious answer. So, um, you know, if, if you have uh, it's a very specific um, offer, you know, one of the things that really slows entrepreneurs down or startups down is just trying to do everything themselves. So really, if you want to grow and you want to shortcut the process of growth, um, then there are really two main parts that you can take. And one of them is get investment or spend your own money. I mean, if you have it, if you don't, then, you know, put together a business plan and get investment. Um, And then uh, the other option is to partner with people. So, for example, I'm I don't know if I can if I can really, really talk about this, but yeah, I could probably talk about it in a general sense. So my uh, program, for example, is for five to six figure mostly entrepreneurs so they they've got started they've got a product uh, that they want to scale 
um, whether it's like, a, you know, a course or, or there might be six to seven figures or they might have kind of already got to like six figures, but they want to head to seven figures. So they want to grow. They want to kind of explode their growth. It really depends because sometimes I work for sort of small businesses and sometimes I work for, you know, just experts, coaches and consultants or whatever. So it can it can depend. But what I don't do at the moment is I don't have an offer for seven to eight figure uh, businesses that scale up. So because that's a different market. Um, so, however, that is also my background because that is what I've done. I've, I exploded the growth of a seven figure business. When I joined the business, it was already an existing, it wasn't a startup, it already had heritage and history. Uh, and it already had more or less a kind of residual turnover of around about a million. But um, it, it had just kind of collapsed a bit for a number of different reasons. So I really do understand the process of scaling from seven to eight figures. Yeah. Um, it's just, um, you know, at the moment I am serving really a, a slightly different audience because I prefer to work with mostly with individuals and just build relationships with individuals rather than, you know, go in as a, as a corporate consultant. Yeah. I wanted to kind of get away from that world. Yeah. However, um, I'm actually uh, at the moment in, in discussions with a guy who um, he's starting up a, a management consultancy, very, very, very well connected guy. He has a lot of uh, BC contacts and so on. So he said, you know, I've got this this model for a new management consultancy. And what we're going to do is that people, the, the companies, they'll have to be turning over a minimum of a million and be profitable already. But what we're going to do is we're going to explode their growth, help them take their product um, or service global, uh, you know, establish the right partnerships. It's basically like a management consultancy, but it's an alternative to the big, uh, you know, the, the big management consultancies that we all know about. Um, you know, so um, so he said, you know, your product or service, it would fit in. It would fit in with this. Yeah. So, it's like, great because then um, you know they can do all the marketing. He said he'll go and get half a million or whatever from a VC. Yeah, they'll, they'll put it in as a startup in order to invest in marketing. Yeah. So great. Okay, so you want me to help with the marketing? So I'll come on board as you know, nominally as the kind of marketing commercial, you know, director, consultant, whatever slash, um, and uh, and then that will then expose my uh, product and my uh, my thinking, if you like, to a different market. Yeah. Whereas if I had said. I am going to not just appeal to experts and solopreneurs, but I'm also going to appeal to, uh, you know, existing seven-figure businesses who want to scale up to eight. That would have been too much for me to do by myself. Yeah. Okay. That's a practical example. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because, yeah, so I was going to now uh, ask you to talk us more through the, the smart connector and uh, what do you do provision-wise in terms of uh, business mentorships, mastermind, and also how and where people can find you for your services. Thank you. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that, Alex. So, uh, so the Smart Connector is a brand that I, I really developed, um, I suppose, a couple of years ago. And the reason why I chose the name is because, you know, Smart Connection for me, it exists on so many different levels. So you can have a connection with yourself, which is very important. That's obviously the mindset piece connection with others that is the interpersonal piece and then a connection to many which is really the marketing piece so fundamentally the idea of smart connection it exists on three on three levels and it's really about an emotionally intelligent approach to business so that was the idea behind uh, the smart connector business and in terms of my uh, products i've just recently launched a program called ideal client success and a mechanism within it called the Triple C Hypergrowth, which is based on uh, three principles. So there is um, connect, create, and convert. So connect is really the messaging piece where the positioning piece, all the stuff that we've talked about to enable you to cut through the noise and attract your ideal clients whilst repelling the people who aren't right for you. And even if you're up against the 
much bigger players in your sector and your sector is oversaturated, which most are at the moment. So the idea is stand out above the noise. And that is what the Connect piece is about. Um, The Create piece is about a uh, digital, um, an automated product that sits at the heart of it that actually takes the heavy lifting away from your um, expert lead generation. So that is um, it, that does involve some technology. So obviously there has to be some handholding through that because for people who are, you know, they may be using some digital marketing tools already, but this is a very bespoke funnel. It's not just a drag and drop, yeah. which is everywhere, drag and drop sales pages and things like that. It's different. So there's that. And then at the end of it, there is the um, uh, convert bit, which is really just, uh, you know, how to basically go from that to kind of actually signing up your ideal clients, getting your money in the bank so that you can spend or reinvest it as you see fit. So that's that's really the program. And um, yeah, so I've I've just launched that. Um, I've done other accelerators as well. I did a finance raising accelerator recently uh, for property investors. So that was really helping developers, new developers actually, you know, get investment for their property deals, actually learn how to approach investors, what to say to them, how to structure it. So I do love to kind of teach and to help people, you know, in areas where they get stuck. Um, I do do a little bit of one-to-one as well, but, um, you know, I tend to really like the kind of buzz of of sort of the programs and the accelerators. And I actually really like the online stuff. I've never really done a lot of uh, face-to-face teaching because, um, you know, I've had children. So the the uh, the thing about the face to face stuff is you have to travel and then you have to be away and yeah. and so I like the online stuff because it enables me to be at home and be with my dog and cats mm. and you know go out for a walk in the countryside and yeah. all of those things so uh, yeah and and I think people are getting used to it now I think in the beginning it was like I mean I actually attended an online mastermind myself because I also do my own mentoring masterminds Mm -hmm. and um, so I really missed and I still do miss that that social interaction yeah Um, Yeah. it makes it a lot of fun but I think what we've got to recognize is that actually you can still get the same results if you don't you know if you're not mixing with people personally and getting it's more fun if you can and you can have that you know that face-to-face interaction but it doesn't really have an impact on on results the you can be sitting in your own home and just you know on a zoom mastermind and still it can still work in exactly the same way always better i think Yeah, no, but, yeah, but at least the, the key thing is that for you, you've built something around your values, the things that are important to you, and uh, and, yeah. and uh, build a successful business around that. And uh, so, how can people find you? Which media? Yeah, thank you, Alex. Well, um, so I'm I'm very active on all of the social media channels. So um, LinkedIn, I'm I'm on LinkedIn more or less daily. Uh, yeah during the week so um so yeah um i have a website www.janebaylor.com if you want to look at my program just go to idealclientsuccess.com um i also am a partner in a, a digital marketing platform so i can you know talk to you about about that as well yeah. Uh, and of course, I have a podcast called The Smart Connector and yeah. a book, best-selling book called The Smart Connector that's all about entrepreneurial, the power of entrepreneurial relationships. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I try to be as as prolific as possible so that people can find me easily. Yeah. <laughs> we no, have to be, don't we really, Alex? No, absolutely. But I mean, for me, what I like is uh, just the authenticity and how your personality comes uh, and resonates with everything that you do, uh, which is uh, you know one of the reasons for me uh, to to connect with you and follow you, is uh, is is that that uh, vibe that you feel and you see someone who is doing something that is aligned to what you do. So, so that's been uh, absolutely amazing. So I uh, just wanted to finish with a. Uh, just a light-hearted look into you uh, personally. 
and how well <laughs> you know yourself with uh, this or that game. It's just a, a, a short game. Give you two, uh, two, two things. You pick one as quickly as you can. See how well you know yourself. So if I said uh, cat or dog, for example. Cat. I've got both, but cat. I'm more of a cat person. Yeah, so you're a cat person. Okay. Uh, dinner or breakfast? Oh, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I just you're have a smoothie a... for breakfast. Yeah. So you're not a morning dinner person. I'm dinner. really a night owl. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. Okay. Beach or mountain? Beach. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely oh. beach. Yeah. So you love the sun and all oh, that. Uh, oh, uh, you know, oh, just I want to go back to Mexico and just yeah. get in that amazing Caribbean sea right up to my waist and feel that yeah. warmth and, oh, don't we all want to be there at the moment? Absolutely. And, you know, if you can visualise it like that, you know, it is within your grasp already. So Definitely. feel it like you're already there. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, how about a tea or coffee? Coffee, although yeah. I like tea as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coffee person. A text or a call? Call. Oh, most definitely. I think texts are just for practical arrangements. I I don't communicate in any other way on text. No. <laughs> call. Okay. Comedy or drama? Comedy. <laughs> Who doesn't like to laugh? Although I also do like dramas, yeah. But but comedy, yeah. it's always good to have a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. So fiction or true story? Yeah, true stories. I particularly like, uh, I, I don't know why, but I really, I love financial crime in particular. I'm very interested in money laundering. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I want to do it myself, but it's... Mm. <laughs> understanding the psychology of people who are doing it because it's a it's almost like a game for them as well isn't it who is smarter like how can you avoid the all the different rules and things it can't well, be i mean to, to be honest yeah i mean you know that the whole drug trade for example it's all yeah. full of full of entrepreneurs you know really yeah. they're, they're very you know, they'd they're probably be very talented business people if you drop them into another environment. Unfortunately, yeah. they've just got into this place because they didn't really, nobody really showed them how to make the same amount of money legitimately. Yeah. So they end up in this kind of horrible place where they're just putting their lives in danger and endangering other people. And But when you actually kind of read about them or you read about their stories or about people, you know, as I said, I also like into financial crime and, and so on you just realize that they've just gone wrong yeah that, that they had all the right instincts but they've gone wrong and i think yeah. that's the thing that i find uh you know i find interesting because mm. as i said i'm very interested in how people make money and uh you know what decisions mm. they make and and that goes right across the board you know from illegal to all the way to legal although of course i would never go there <laughs> myself yeah. but yeah. i'm interested in the psychology of people and where it all went wrong to for them yeah. to make those wrong decisions when mm. they could have made the right ones yeah wow and uh finally last but not least freedom or hope freedom yeah <laughs> freedom freedom is is i think a big goal for so many yeah. people isn't it just the freedom to choose yeah uh, the freedom to live your life the way you want i think is is just a you know the most powerful thing that anybody can aspire to really yeah but then doesn't hope sort of carry you to achieve wherever you want to go to some yeah, everybody has to have a dream i believe that no matter how young you are old you are wherever you are in the world whatever resources you have at your disposal having yeah. a dream is it just keeps you going doesn't it yeah absolutely now, Jane, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking to you, you know, sharing with us your journey and the golden nuggets within that. So I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy listening to this uh, this episode. So it's, uh, it's, it's been very kind of you to come and speak to us. So I'm sure we'll be in touch. We are already following you and uh, in the Facebook group and uh, everything else that you do. But it's, it's really been an absolute pleasure hosting you on the business world and mindset podcast so um, any uh, last words you'd like to say to our listeners last 
words of wisdom? Yeah, well, I just I just like to say, uh, you know, I know that people listening to these podcasts, they they often, uh, you know, they, they want to get inspiration and they just want to come away feeling good. So I just have to, I want to say never, ever give up on your dream, you know, just to reiterate that even if things are tough for you right now, even if, you know, maybe COVID has hit you hard or, or you know, you're, you're struggling a bit for money, um, you know, just know that everything changes, everything, um, that there's a season for everything. And as long as you keep going, that you will get there in the end and just keep believing that. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a perfect way to end. Thanks again. You're very welcome. uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.